Hey guys, welcome to this catch up. It's thanks to Prezi. Prezi lets you send digital gift cards from major retailers instantly in just seconds. If you buy any gift card today at digitalgiftcards.com.au, you could win a $250 gift card. Permit number LTPM1601177. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Tonight, Sturlo is in. We'll catch up with new Australian opening batsman Matt Renshaw. The strange FFA Cup final post game speech and the Rush Hour's top 10 sporting moments for the year. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Yeah, that's sure to be controversial. Hello, welcome, and uh, forget the fact that December 1 is the signifier of summer. No, no, no. Here at the Rush Hour, what signals the start of summer is when one P. Sterling strolls into the studio wearing a tank top and shorts and thongs. That's now we know that summer has begun. Hello, Sterlo. Good afternoon, Dan. Welcome to summer. I don't wear tank tops. It's a singlet, right? It's, I, don't know, I don't even know what a tank top is. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, that's it. Yours is more of the bintang bitter variety, like that shape. It's a billabong. Uh, How am I looking, anyway? Uh, Tanned. Uh, Fantastic. What about the arms? They look like pieces of string with knots tied in them. I saw you got plenty of sun the other day when you were doing about an hour of media with uh, New South Wales. (laughs) My God, aren't they getting their pound of flesh? Yeah, it's it's November. Well, it was November, and um, that's cricket season as far as I'm concerned, but I think it'll it'll quieten down now for a number of months, which I'm really looking forward to. Secretly, I think you enjoyed just a little bit. Oh, yeah, of course I did. A couple of weird things happened last night. So the FFA Cup final was on, and, and of course, Tim Cahill scores the winning goal. He made for those moments. And there's the presentation. Bruno Fornaroli is there receiving the winner's medal. I think he was the man of the match. And uh, he broke in English, but I think we can understand uh, the back end of this speech. My players, my teammates, and the fan support. Thank you very much. Come on, City. Thank you, Bruno. I'd now like to... (laughs) Thank you, Bruno. Now, it's one of the best gets ever because he read those off palm cards. Somebody's written them out for him and put that on the end. (laughs) And Bruno's just continued on thinking, this is all good. I I think... Do you think he knew... I think he knew he was saying something a little (laughs) naughty. Do you think he, he... But can I play this again? Have a listen to the professionalism of the MC. Yes, yes. My players, my teammates, and the fan support. Thank you very much. Come on, City. <laughs> Thank you, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't didn't skip a beat, did he? How would you have handled that? Because there's ways you can go. You can do that. You can just pretend it never happened. You can sort of say, well, didn't expect... Well, didn't expect that to happen. Now, thank you, Bruno. Yeah, I'd have swallowed the microphone then. <laughs> anyway, well, Michael Zapponi, I think, was the MC. Well done to him. Then there was this after the game. Now, I might be taking this completely out of context, and I'm going to apologise if I am, but someone sent me this today. It was the post-match interview. So they're there, or the Fox crew was there. I think, uh, well, Boz is certainly there and with his uh, colleagues, and Tim Cahill is there also. The Boz laugh, where it happens... It's very awkward. 
That's your first individual medal as a professional, isn't it? Yeah, the thing is, I find it very hard to take individual medals because I'm a team player. <laughs> I don't, see, I can't believe that he... Lock, we've got to play that again. There's got to be a story to that. I just Because Boz likes Tim, I know. So I just can't believe that he just has laughed at his face at this comment. That's your first individual medal as a professional, isn't it? Yeah, the thing is, I find it very hard to take individual medals because I'm a team player. <laughs> oh, I oh, love you, Boz. It says it all, doesn't it? Like... find out what he... He's got to be laughing at something else. There's got to be... Uh, that's a... A link to something from earlier, I don't know, but, geez, it's out of context. It's wonderful. It's like me, Dan, looking at you saying, gee, I think you're a good-looking bloke, Dan. <laughs> That's not funny. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Uh, we'll talk a little league after this. And uh, that's a bad fake laugh you've got, by the way, Sturlo. Give, me, give it to me again. No, it worked. <laughs> oh, that's... That's... Uh, that was fitting. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M for Exitel NBN. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, it is the Rush Hour. We start our top 10 moments for the year. Uh, yeah, shortly, uh, next 10 minutes or so. Matt Renshaw, Australian cricketer, is going to join us a little later on as well. You've got Peter Sterling here with Dan, and we do it for Exitel NBN. Get 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au uh, or phone 13 39 38. couple of things in league, Sterlo. Yeah. Canterbury admitted, they confirmed Josh Massoud's story from Channel 7 News last night that we played on here, that the Bulldogs had... Uh, mismanaged their cap this year to the tune of about a hundred grand, which is on the minor scale. Uh, should this be treated differently to uh, a Parramatta or a uh, Melbourne Storm or a Canterbury? I mean, clearly there's a massive difference between million dollars, million dollars and a half, and a hundred thousand. But um, would you expect any sort of significant punishment other than a fine for the dogs? No, I would think a fine, Dan. It's uh, the salary cap is a it's a very strange beast. I don't know if anybody quite understands it. You know, I, I was naive in thinking that at any given moment at a club, somebody within the club whose job it was knew to the dollar how everything was going. But it, it seems that with you know, incentives and and second tier payments and mm. all these different things that come into play, I've got no idea. Oh, look, I. I have no proof or evidence, but I would be very surprised, Dan, if the majority of clubs didn't have issues when it came to the salary cap. Well, we get it happens every year. Four or five clubs, at minimum, are over, and yeah. the, and and it's usually a dollar for dollar fine situation. So, if you're a hundred thousand over, you cop a hundred thousand fine, uh, and that you know outside of the big ones. Um, yeah, and look, it's not ideal, and it is a form of. Well, I don't know about cheating, but if you're spending more than everybody else, you know, obviously Parramatta played a uh, paid a very hefty penalty in so many different ways, but that is very different to what we're talking about with the Bulldogs, no doubt. And I think there are also credit points for coming forward and admitting to the NRL, hey, we're just letting no. you know we, we got this wrong. Yeah. So we're not trying to hide anything. We've actually mismanaged this. No. I, I, look, I, I think they're, they're probably more the rule than the exception, unfortunately. Varying degrees of uh, response to Semi-Rod Raja. Michael Linus last night was quite strident. He said for the it might be better for Parramatta if they just let him go. and, and He's not worth the trouble anymore. Where do you stand? No, oh, I disagree with that. I, um, you know, Semi... 
Look, I, I know it works both ways, Dan. You know, it's it's got to be a two-way street, and a lot of times players aren't dealt with, I suppose, in a fair fashion, um, you know, after signing a contract. And I guess Nathan Peets is a good example of that, the, the situation that he was put in. But, you know, with Semi, you know, that he was discovered by, by Parramatta. I think that they've been very sensitive to his needs. They understand that he comes from a different culture, that uh, there are there are health concerns with his with his family, um, but I you know I think they've done the right thing by him, and it's not it's not the way that you do business. You know, if you don't like a contract and don't like the terms of the contract, don't sign it. You know, I I'm, I can understand players being allowed to to leave on compassionate grounds, but this doesn't seem to be the case here. Like it, it's a much shorter flight from Sydney to Fiji than it is from the south of France to Fiji. Mm. So if he's on contract. He's at he's at Parramatta next year, and if he's not at Parramatta next year, he's not playing for anybody. That's and you know, I'd be. This is a club that have lost, at uh, Jared Hayne and Kieran Foran in quick succession. I don't think they can have Semi Rudrad would be leaving on the back of those two. The it's been interesting reading the last couple of days. So this broke on what uh, what's today Thursday. So I think Tuesday night, Toulon made that announcement. Well, it seems going by everything that's been written, that it's actually Toulon that appears yeah. to have made the error and they have form in this regard. So uh, it may be the case that Rod Radra and his manager are actually telling the truth. Yes, they received an offer, but nothing has been put on paper. Yeah, and look, I'm you know I'm hoping that that, that is the case, but it's, it isn't the first time that there has been, um, you know, reports of links to playing French rugby. And, you know, as I say, the, the club have been very sensitive to Semi's needs. Um, he's been late back on any number of occasions, and, and they've copped that. Um, he's obviously got an, another difficulty to get through now, what I think goes through till February. So that there's there's stuff going on there. And mm. um, but the bottom line is if if is if Semi is is uh, signed to Parramatta next year. If I'm the hierarchy there, and I think Bernie Gurr has come out and said that, that he will be playing at the club next year, um, he, he, that's that has to be the case. Our colleague Paul Gallon had a nice idea. He wants, when the new collective bargaining agreement is agreed to, and obviously salary cap goes up, that middle-tier players are rewarded. So he says that rookies, I think he said this on here before, rookies are earning, I think, minimum wage is 80 grand. He says that's enough because you compare that to, what you know, regularly you know, 20-year-olds out in the workforce are earning. That's fine. The stars are earning pretty good money, and the, the middle tier players, the rank and file, week in week out first graders that might only be getting 120, 150, they should be the ones that are rewarded in the next deal. Which sounds nice, Sterling, but I'm not sure how that could happen. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I think you know it's a wonderful sentiment and, and probably close to the mark, but that money's got to be coming from somewhere. So does that mean that the top tier players there? don't get as much. Uh, I don't know how you regulate that. You know, I think that's got to be a club, club by club, player by player situation as to how that's sorted out. And look, in the end, the middle tier players are the ones who probably get the majority of the money. Uh, and you have those stars who are getting, you know, the, 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 the great money. So I, I don't know if it'd be a whole lot different. I would think there would be a lot of players through the NRL ranks who are actually the middle tier players, which is where the money is, is being earned. Well, the only way you could do it is to have a minimum wage for middle tier players but then how do you determine what's a exactly. middle tier player so it's a Pandora's box it, it all gets a little bit complicated Dan and it's already complicated this is the rush hour getting you home on a Thursday night and uh, we'll have a sports update shortly guys thanks for joining us on this catch up it's thanks to Prezi digital gift cards this will become your festive season lifesaver it makes it easy to buy for everyone on your list so with Prezi 
What you do, you buy a digital gift card. Major retailers are all there. Meyer, David Jones, JB Hi-Fi and more. So with these digital gift cards, you can have them sent instantly straight to your friend's phone or you can have them scheduled for later on. Great idea. So when you buy any gift card today at digitalgiftcards.com.au, you might win yourself an extra gift card worth $250, 10 of those to give away. Digitalgiftcards.com.au, permit number LTPM 1601177. Uh, sports update shortly, including news on the pink ball and the ashes next year which may be a bit surprising. But, Sterlo, we've come up with our top ten. We asked the Rush Hour staff. Right, I must have missed the meeting, Dan. Well, you weren't here. You haven't been here for a week and a half. You're, you're off doing press conferences for New South Wales Rugby League. <laughs> All right, move on. Could you have worn the tank top for... I mean, that would have really captured the mood of, of summer. In a, Because that's a blue singlet you're wearing, a sort of light, a br- bright blue. Dan, Dan, it's 38 degrees outside. No, I dressed not. I dressed accordingly. On Tomorrow's the, central, the, the beautiful day. central coast it is. Okay. So top 10 moments. Oh, now, this will be controversial. It's worldwide. They're not necessarily... <laughs> oh, you're making excuses before we start. That's not moments. the way you go into it. I'm defending myself against you because I know you're <laughs> going to come back and disagree with me. Not if you've got it right. Not if you've got it right. All right, here we go. The top 10 of 2016. The Triple M Rush Hour. Number 10. Iceland. Population 320,000. It was said more than 10% of that population travelled to France for the European Championship. History will show they didn't win the title or even make the final. But what a run they had. Capped with a 2-1 upset over England in the quarterfinals. And starting what has become the must-have accessory in sport. The Viking Clap. Iceland at the European Championship. Number 10 in the Rush Hour's Top 10 of 2016. Yes. Dan. Yes, please. Dan. Dan. Yes. If there wasn't any such thing as a Viking Clap, would Iceland in the Euros have appeared in any shape or form in the top 50? It's, it's, all, it's all a potpourri. It's, it's all a, a it's casserole. It's the clap. It's the clap. And that doesn't sound that good. Well, you didn't... You didn't... I loved it. You didn't I'm fall just, into Iceland's run at, at the Euros? I'm not, not any more than I have in the past, no. I knew you were going to disagree with one for the sake of it. Could you at least have saved it for later in the show? This is the Rush Hour of Triple M. Can't wait for nine. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. T's and C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Second last show for the year, so we're doing our top 10 moments for the year. And uh, if you bag this one, Sterlo, you are un Australian. <laughs> Top 10 of 2016. The Triple M Rush Hour. Number 9. Most people would probably run as far away as they could from somewhere they had a near-death experience. But not Mick Fanning. He came back to surfing on a limited schedule in 2016. And not only that, he insisted Jay Bay would be one of his stops. He returned and he conquered. Yeah, I was just, I'm just stoked that I actually got to come back and uh, right the wrong. That was my whole plan, was just to right the wrongs that happened last year, and we did that now, so we can move on. Mick Fanning's return to J-Bay, number nine, in the Rush Hour's top ten of 2016. You are kidding. What? 
If that's not higher, I'm not oh, here. If I was Meg Fanning, I would I wouldn't get in a bathtub again. I thought you were honestly going to go. That's in your top ten. No, no, I don't know how he ever got back on a board, back in the surf again. Incredible after what he went through. This week, the Rinai B26 Continuous Flow Hot Water System on sale for $799, half price. Visit abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live. Sports update. You're going to hate number eight so much, I don't think I'm going to play it. Adam Scott is nicely placed after the first round of the Australian PGA at Royal Pines. Uh, Scott shot a four under 68. That puts him three behind leader Andrew Dote. Do you see um, Jared Lyle? I don't know what he shot, but he shot a hole in one. Oh, really? Yeah. Early on, too. Well, good on him. Well, it's good just to have him back playing golf, let cool. alone Bloody acing. Oh. Wonderful. I love it when, though, it, this happens every time I see a hole in one. It's not often. But the commentators go, well, that's great. But, boy, if you did it on Sunday, you would have got a new car. <laughs> <laughs> thing I found a bit, little bit unusual, Dan, a lot of the game's great players haven't had a, a hole-in-one. There's, there's quite a, a few who you would think, oh, well, you know, they, they'd almost be in double figures, but have never had a hole-in-one in their golfing careers. I think I caught a commentator. I don't want to say out in a lie, but um, Wayne Grady and Ian Baker Finch, top blokes, the pair of them, were, were yep. calling it when Lyle hit the hole-in-one. And Grades has gone. Um, so, Ian, how many hole-in-ones hole did you have in your career? And he goes, and ba- straight away, Baker Finch goes, seven in competition, 15 overall. Wow. And he goes, what about you, Grades? And Grades goes, uh, uh, <laughs> two in competition and about a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you'll find that some of the all-time greats, there there are a couple in there that that have never aced a hole. I bet you're right. Um, England has reportedly agreed to a pink ball Ashes test next summer. Fairfax's Chris Barrett reports that uh, he reports that fact and that the Gabba is likely to be reinstated as the summer's first test. Dan, excuse my ignorance. When when you're saying a pink ball test, does that mean it's not? It, it is a day night. Day night affair. Yeah. Okay. I gather because Adelaide has now passed the test really twice. Mm. That last year was now not a fluke, and and they they're comfortable with this year. Oh, uh, they're, they're comfortable with this year's test. So um, away we go. And oh, this is terrible. Black box recordings suggest the fateful flight carrying the Brazilian soccer team crashed because it ran out of fuel. And there's some terrible details about uh, conversations with the, um, uh, what do they call the crew there that are watching over? Uh, They're in the the tower, in the tower. and Air traffic controller. Air traffic controller, thank you. And because the pilot didn't quite use the right technical words, the uh, tower didn't realise the severity of the situation. So they made this plane wait for seven minutes while another plane landed. And by the time the tower realised how bad it was it was too late the terrible stuff there uh, this is the rush hour that was a sports update for ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre uh, number 8 in our top 10 moments for the year coming up shortly this Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38 Jesus is apply the Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour, and we do it for Exitel NBN, and for, you can get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Now, as we've been reminding you uh, incessantly, the show comes to an end tomorrow for the year, back next year, but um, next week and the week after, Sturlo, there's a cricket show on. I think, now, this is one of these check your local guides as to when it's on, but I think it's 5 o'clock each afternoon. 
So there'll be cricket on all the way up to the first test. And, of course, Triple M will be doing ball-by-ball coverage from December 15. Let's go <laughs> straight to our guest, Matt Renshaw, Australian opening batsman. Hello to you. Hello. Thanks for having me. What has the last couple of weeks been like? Uh, it's all been pretty crazy, yeah. Just thought I was going to be playing a Shield game and trying to get a win for Queensland and end up getting picked for Australia, which was which was an amazing feeling. All right, we always like to find out how you found out and who were the first people you spoke to once you'd um, you'd found out that you were playing for your country. Well, my um my mum and dad uh, got a phone call off Trevor Holmes before me because I'd um left my phone charge charger at the Gabba and had to keep my phone on airplane mode just so I'd wake up in the morning. So I got a, a phone call from Dad as soon as I turned it off saying you need to ring Trevor Hone. So rang him pretty quickly after that. Very good, said. How did you find your first experience? Oh, it was the best best experience I've had in my life. It was, it was quite hectic, but once I had a, a, a time to think and it was just so enjoyable. Now, you didn't buy tickets for the Gabba. Are you sitting on tickets for a game you're probably going to play in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I did buy tickets, but um, <laughs> it's my sister's graduation from, from uni the that first day of the test, so I got told if I'm not playing, I've got to go to that. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, all right, so first priority is to play. Second priority is the graduation, so those tickets are useless to you. Yeah, the, Hannah told me and my sister that even if I wasn't playing, I wasn't allowed to use the tickets. Matt, there was so much, uh, I suppose, uh, talk and controversy and pressure around the Australians after their, you know, their, their long run of, of, of poor results. When you came in and a couple of other young players came in as well, the fact that there was a, a, a basically a change by selectors, did that put more pressure on you or did you have, have less pressure on you going into that situation? I think I wasn't trying to think of the pressure too much. I was just thinking of going out there and enjoying the experience and just taking whatever's thrown at me and not putting too much pressure on myself because obviously there'd be a lot of pressure from the media and the public. So how has it been entering that big bad world with the good comes the bad of actually being spoken about and you were criticised last week uh, for technique and going a bit too slowly. How has that, that been to deal with? Yeah, it's, it's not been too bad, I guess. There's a lot of a lot of people saying I should be doing this, but I've been doing that in Shield Cricket for the last year and a half and it's been seemed to work for, for Shield Cricket, so take it straight into Test Cricket and it didn't do too badly. Matt, congratulations. Uh, not many people get to do what you've done and that is to play Test Cricket where the baggy groomed for Australia. So a fabulous achievement and hopefully many, many more tests to come. Well done. Thank you very much. What a nice young man. And we wish him all the best, Matt Renshaw. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought he did a, a great job. And like you say, uh, hopefully the first of many tests to come. I, I thought he approached it perfectly. Uh, now we get to our next moment here. Now, this is not uh, necessarily a good moment, Sturlo, but it was a big moment this year. The top 10 of 2016. The Triple M Rush Hour. Number seven, Ryan Lochte. If Robert Allenby had the bizarre sporting story of 2015, then surely Ryan Lochte had a lock on 2016. In the space of a few days, he went from five-time Olympic champ and Michael Phelps fall guy to Rio robbery victim and then to Rio robbery liar. I'm just really sorry about, I'm embarrassed for myself, my family, especially those guys, the USA swimming, the whole Olympic games. 
Um, everyone watching, I was immature and I made a stupid mistake. I'm human. I made a mistake and I definitely learned from this. Ryan Lochte's weird Brazilian adventure. Number seven in the Rush Hour's top ten moments of 2016. And he certainly learned some hard lessons, Sterlow. It took all of two weeks to get on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, what, number seven in our moments of the year. He's number one when it comes to dope of the year. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. You may be able to gather by now we are doing uh, of the top 10 moments. Only the first few tonight. We'll finish it off tomorrow for our final show of the year. So this is the last one for tonight and a very sad moment. The top 10 of 2016. The Triple M Rush Hour. Number six. He might not have been in the ring for over 30 years, but Muhammad Ali's not expected passing still cut deep. Ali's death in June became a week-long celebration of arguably the most charismatic figure sport has ever seen. My friends, only once in a thousand years or so do we get to hear a Mozart or see a Picasso, read a Shakespeare. Ali was one of them. And yet, at his heart, he was still a kid from Louisville who ran with the gods and walked with the crippled and smiled at the foolishness of it all. He is gone, but he will never die. The death of Muhammad Ali, the number six moment in the Rush Hour's top ten of 2016. What a great eulogy Billy Crystal gave. So good that... uh Bill Clinton, the great Bill Clinton, one of the great speakers, basically was blown out of the water. He got up on stage and knew, well, I can't match what, what just happened. Yeah, it would have been... Uh, well, the, the the multitude of applauders coming from so many different types of people as well. Like, it wasn't just obviously boxing fans. But he, he touched everybody. Like, I don't know too much about boxing, but I, I know that he was the greatest. This week, the Rinai B26 Continuous Flow Hot Water System on sale for $799. Half price. Visit abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live sports update. Live for the Brisbane Raw. Brett Holman is out for six weeks. And Conor McGregor has been granted a boxing licence in California. Oh, dear. Get ready for the hype about a bout with uh, Floyd Mayweather. Get ready for that to go into overdrive. There's a theory he's only doing it for the publicity. He has no interest. He, he just likes the idea, Sterler, that people think that yeah. the MMA superstar would take on Floyd Mayweather. He talks a little bit after bouts like our soccer guy did earlier, didn't he? Isn't, isn't he quite? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Connor's not reading it off a script. He knows exactly what he's saying. We'll wrap it up after this. Oh, that was a sports update for ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Uh, ugly Phil is up uh, right after this and uh, we do the show for Exitel NBN. Stella, what is Christmas like in the Sterling household? That's wonderful. Uh, not far from the beach. Uh, plenty of food. Especially, uh, love the love the fruit this time of year. So, no, real family. Get it. my wife is one of nine children. Dad's one of eleven, then one of thirteen. So there are people everywhere, relatives everywhere. It's great. Fun. Now, is it always at the same place each year, or we is it a rotation system? No, we we sort of spend a little bit on the central coast, but also up at Port Stephens a fair bit. So back and forward a lot. Very nice. Should we play this one more time before we go? Can we determine, what is Boz laughing at here?
that's your first individual medal as a professional, isn't it? Yeah, the thing is, I find it very hard to take individual medals because I'm a team player. It's not getting any better, is it? <laughs> He's just a happy bloke, Dan. Happy bloke. Uh, now, I'm not going to wish you a Merry Christmas. It's the 1st of December, so have a great summer. Have a good December, and I'll speak to you well before we get to the 25th. I'm not even going near New Year at all. Okay, all right. You too. Well, okay. Uh, we, I don't think we're working together anymore, though, so this is the last time on air that no, we're together. Well, okay. Well, we, Have we you have... got a thing? You can't wish someone, and this is a legitimate thing, if it's Christmas is three and a half weeks away, it's too far. Yeah, all right. Well, have a, have a good time, uh, safe one, and I shall see you in the new year anyway. All right, so ugly fell after this, and then tomorrow it is the season finale of the Rush Hour, including the top five moments of the year. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour.